0: Hello, and uh, welcome to Portfolio Room Podcast. I'm Galapiz Marov, Head of Benelux, CFO Specialist. And today we have Stefan Cortez, who worked with Platinum Equity, Alchem Partners, has lots of experience in media and advertising sector. Stefan, thank you for coming today. You're welcome. So today, uh, the topic which we want to discuss is uh, private equity has, its, has lots of interest uh, in advertising sector. And you as a specialist, I wanted to, to get more, a bit more clarification from your which I think will be very interesting for our investors and finance people from private equity. So what do you think essentially, let's start with, what do you think essentially attracts private equity in uh, advertising business?
1: Okay. So private equity houses are often attracted to the advertising business. First, because of its potential for high returns, the sector can offer opportunities for growth recurring review models and the ability to capitalize on emerging trends in digital advertising. It's a main Mm -hmm. focus and we will speak uh, again in the, in the next questions. Additionally, I would say that the fragmentation of the advertising industry allows for consolidation, creating synergies Mm -hmm. and uh, operational efficiencies that can uh, enhance profitability.
0: I see. And, uh, do you think, that, like, how would you navigate the balance, uh, between short-term financial goals and long-term strategic objectives within the context of private equity ownership in that advertising business? Yeah,
1: it's a, it's a very good question. I think that, uh, to, to balance these uh, short-term financial goals and long-term strategic objectives, we need to, to align, uh, what I would call the operational efficiency for immediate returns mm-hmm. while, uh, investing in innovative strategies to enhance long-term market positioning and sustainability. So it could include optimizing cost structures, diversifying revenue streams. Uh, This is something we did with the digital out-of-home in in our company, and always staying attuned to industry trends to make uh, informed strategic decisions. And I would also uh, mention four main factors that can that can influence positively or negatively how we can balance short-term financial needs and long-term strategic objective which is the quality of the workforce uh, that's very important mm-hmm. to have a look at the how, how the, the the workforce is is uh is is uh, is, is, uh, is, is uh is made uh, in the company a high quality skilled workforce and also be very cautious on the on the staff because Sometimes when you don't have enough staff, it can mean that the, the our business leaders end up doing too many of the routine tasks that should be delegated. So, mm-hmm. should be very careful on that. The second is the financial health, which is not always the case. But as we know, the more financially healthy a company is, the better it will be able to allocate the resources mm-hmm. it needs to deal with short-term issues, and also give a company a confidence to invest for the long term. Attitude of owners and investors, because sometimes owners and investors are maximizing short-term profits. So we need to be careful on that. Sometimes we can mm-hmm. company may decide to cut back a plan investment on in staff or technology due short-term deep mm-hmm. in sales. But uh, this reactive decision means the business will fail to achieve its long-term mm-hmm. goals. And last but not least, the maturity of the business, of course, if we. In the in the advertising industry, you can have very, very new business uh, that are more forced to focus on the short-term term, whereas my kind of business in the in the out-of-home is a very old business. So there are very variants, uh, I would say, a type of uh, advertising company uh, from very new to very old. So you need to mitigate risks here and build a structure. That can support continued mm-hmm. growth
0: I assume, and uh, you know you mentioned correctly that you know, it includes lots of parties in that sense to how to achieve this short and long term objectives. in what way do you think in that type of business, in what ways do you collaborate with private equity stakeholders to align all the financial strategies with the overall business strategy in the advertising sector
1: yeah so so in this in this sector. Um, mm-hmm. A robust business strategy typically encompasses the following key elements. Market research, mm-hmm. meaning that you need to understand your target audience, market trends, mm-hmm. and competitors, of course, to inform our approach, your approach. Mm-hmm. Brand positioning, clearly define our brand and its unique value proposition. We are a very good example. We were a very old company named Girodi for 100 years. Then we changed three times Mm. of name, which was absolutely not a good, a good idea, but because we had new shareholders Mm. and now we are deciding to use again, our brands, uh, our anchor brand, which was zero D. So it's very important. And when we see our two competitors, Deco has never changed Mm. its name and Claire Chanel neither. So very important on the brand positioning. Of course, Mm -hmm. multi-channel presence, uh, various advertising channels such as digital, social media, traditional media, and all of that. Data-driven decision-making, trying always to be creative and innovative. uh, That's also very Mm -hmm. different from one company to another. If it's a new, if it's an old one, of course, Mm customer-centric, which is absolutely obvious. Adaptability, ethical Mm -hmm. practices, employee developments. And last but not least, something that we are hearing more and more sustainability. So everything around environment, social impact of advertising strategies. Yep. That's also something very important. So you, you, need really to cover all these, uh, all these uh, key elements, uh, to be, to, mm. to be sure that you are clearly collaborating and aligning financial strategies with the overall business strategy in
0: yep. our sector. And this, you know, the further question, which is kind of uh continuation of the previous one, in terms of strategies, like to, do you, like, what strategies do you employ uh, to optimize working capital cash flow in the context of advertising business? And how does this align with the cost of productivity investors? Because, you know, it's not an um, easy business, it's complicated. Mm. Mm. Yep but i guess now during when the when we have all of us are through the going through the restructuring phase i guess it's a bit more popular because businesses are more aligned to invest into advertising i guess so
1: yeah yeah so it's i won't i won't say it's specific to our business and as you know i'm i'm a, i'm, a, I'm a cfo so i know i know well about yeah. about these kind of things and it's always about first negotiating favorable payment terms with suppliers Implementing efficient invoicing and collection processes. I'm, I'm always struggling with the, the, the invoicing processes because sometimes you are looking mm-hmm. for a number, you are looking for something and you, and you are just sending your, your, your efficient, your, your invoicing very late. And of course it generates yep. a, a bad DSO. If uh, it's not, it's not really the case in advertising because we have not, not very large inventory, but Sometimes for us, we have billboards. And so we need to closely manage the, what we, I would call in the inventory levels. And these Hmm. strategies with that contribute to a healthier financial position, reducing the need for external financing, potentially increasing the company's valuation. And I would say that uh, when you have an efficient working capital management, it's always attractive to investors because it reflects yep. a well run operation and of course can enhance returns on their on their investment i'm always I always say as a as as a summary, cash is king uh, so generating cash. cash exactly through a good uh, uh payment terms with suppliers, efficient invoicing uh closely managing your inventory that at the end is generating yep. cash, and that is what is the most important i would say
0: yep. Exactly, and I think especially now during you know times, restructuring phase, you highlighted correctly that you know cash is the king, profit is the king, because it's not now the time where you could have been, uh, you know, just have an idea and uh, going there. But if you don't generate any cash, investors will be like, sorry, yeah, yeah. And it can help for
1: external growth also if you if if there are opportunities on the market, you can use this uh, this cash, especially now when the the interest rates are going are going up that's mm. really that's i would say really the right moment to 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 have cash and to be able to use it exactly. in a different
0: way exactly and do you think now um i mean you probably of course know that ipo and exit is not the best thing right now mm. especially in this no year i think th- and i yeah. think 20 20- 23 20 uh you know 23 I don't think we'll be out there as well a good year mm. uh, but what do you think are potential exit strategies in that case for private equity investors in the advertising space how do they you know align with the industry trends right now
1: yeah and you're right to say that IPO is is really not the the, the right solution for the moment for me really there are two way of uh two two potential exit strategies uh, in our uh, media advertising. Maybe it's the same in mm-hmm. in the in the others, but really in advertising, there are two things for me. Either you're selling to strategic buyers. So, for instance, we could be yep. we could be sold to, for us, to Claire Chanel or even jc Deco, even if it's not so easy mm-hmm. because you have also uh, to take care about the the, the competition position. Or uh, engaging in in secondary buyouts, and in terms of of timing, I would say not before five years. So you, you should stay mm-hmm. as shareholder for five years, and then you have these two strategies. And really, these strategies align with industry trends as the cater to the evolving landscape. So selling to strategic buyers may leverage synergies with existing businesses, mm-hmm. and secondary buyouts. Involving selling to another private equity firm aligned with the, the trend of, as I said in my in the first uh, question, continued yep. consolidation in our uh, advertising media advertising industry.
0: And but do you think in terms of like five years? You I understood you mentioned that you hold you yeah. hold an asset for, uh, yeah. for five years. But do you think now, let's say, if an investor is holding the portfolio company advertising business, mm-hmm. like let's say for three years? When do you think is the right tax? Do you think at twenty four it's possible or not really? Still,
1: <sighs> the the EBITDA multiple uh, tried to decrease. To be to be to be honest, yeah. Uh, before we were mm-hmm. uh, we were above ten. Now I would say it's more around between six and eight, depending, of course, on the. The mm. type of of company, what I said, is it a new one? Is it an innovative one? Mm. Is it an old one? Uh, our company, uh, which has been created in nineteen eleven, uh, I would say that mm. certainly the EBITDA multiple is more around six to eight. But mm, yep. to make confidence and to be for to to engage in a in a secondary buyout, I would really that's what we say we did with Platinum. Really, we 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 kept the company for five years. And, uh, mm-hmm. and we we made some uh, some really big improvement in terms of uh, of profitability, uh, which mm-hmm. was really the the, the root for for uh, some growth and some uh, some yep. opportunities for the for the new shareholder.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, I see, I see. And how do you think you know the role of Project House in that sense is different to uh, owning and advertising? A portfolio company instead of, you know, a media advertising company, instead of uh, two other sectors, yeah. let's say, to manufacturing,
1: yeah, yeah, healthcare? Good, good question. Yeah, in media, uh, uh, clearly, the investments uh, often, often focus on technology-driven innovations, data analytics, and, as I said, digital platforms. That's really the the main, the main strategy, I would say, And so private equity firms in this space may actively guide portfolio companies to adopt advanced advertising technologies, optimize data Mm -hmm. utilization, and stay ahead in the digital landscape. So compared Mm -hmm. to some traditional sectors, our media companies within private equity portfolios might experience a, a faster pace of innovation, strategy shifts to adapt to changing consumer behaviors and emerging technologies. That's exactly what we see in the out-of-home. Mm-hmm. Uh, out-of-home was very, very classic, very traditional. And then suddenly digital yep. ap- appears on, on the market and it, it creates uh, an, an, a, a very new opportunity, which is a little bit uh, capex intensive, but uh, with, a, with a, a level of profitability which is very, very much, much higher than on the traditional. So that's really something. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's really more on this on these digital opportunities that we are mm-hmm. really making a difference with uh, with other sectors. So even if the sector mm-hmm. looks looks old, like out of home, there are still opportunity to to for development and for, for yeah. of course for profitability.
0: Sure. And then lastly, but not least, yeah. uh, what trends of or innovations in media advertising uh, are attracting to private equity? Uh, like what do they attract? Like how do they attract private equity interest and how they're influencing investment decisions?
1: Yeah, yeah. So that's the kind of summary of uh, what we said just before. It's mm-hmm. often drawn to trends. Yeah, I think that's
0: what I yeah. Yeah, I think that would be quite nice, you know, for our as well, for listeners today to kind of get the summarizing questions so they can understand whether it makes sense to invest yeah. more, yeah, into media business. Mm. Yeah, exactly. So it's it's
1: more around programmatic advertising is really really developing a lot, and data analytics. We are more and more using data and uh, everything around digital platforms. That's that's all really really what we we need to leverage. And maybe also yep. leveraging artificial intelligence, machine learning, data driven insights. So that's, that's all around what needs to be, to be developed in our media advertising market. Uh,
0: I heard that and I saw that as well, that now AI analytics and data driven that with the help of a human being, they create and can create a really cool design of a billboard. They can create a really cool design mm-hmm. of a, yes. even a clip, like, you know, Yes. Even now, now when you when you speak with the AI and you don't know, let's say, a name, how to create your subject or how to create mm-hmm. your new project, you just say, "Can you collaborate two words?" and it actually gives you some good ideas.
1: Yes, absolutely. You can also. I'm not. I'm not sure if this is really artificial intelligence, but you can put some um, some camera on your on your digital screen, and you can mm-hmm. look at the emotion of the people just just going through mm. and you can see if your advertising is making sense in a way mm. are they do they have the the uh, a right feeling or a bad feeling mm. by looking at the oh. at the at reaction the, mm-hmm. yeah reaction and this is also uh, easier to do with digital than if this is paper because digital you can you can try one one day or one morning, yeah. another in the afternoon, and see how the the consumer is is reacting. And that's really yep. something very very new for our specific uh, out of home business. Mm.
0: It's interesting to see where it will take us. Yes, sense. I think without still, I think still there will be big collaboration between humans and robots. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's interesting where it's going. Yeah. Good, Stefana. Thank you so much for coming by today. I think uh, you know this discussion was full of interesting advices, interesting, interesting insights. Not just for again for investors in private equity, but also people who are interested in media business and advertising business, but also for the professionals mm-hmm. who are starting in private equity and who want to become a CEO like you one day. So thank you for making your time and stopping by today. I really enjoyed our conversation.
1: Thank you, Gleb. See thank you. you
0: and see you soon. Speak soon. Bye bye, bye. bye Glenn. Bye bye.